If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's Memorial Day weekend. For what do these men and women die, and do we do our part defending the same? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, and I am waking Atlanta up to the real threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And I am... I am... Always focused on the real threats to our liberty, that uh, our protections from government. When you listen to that 24-7 cable news cycle and you hear the stories they are telling you, uh, it, it is my conclusion that they that it's it's no longer even a, a trade-off between ratings and truth. It's just propaganda at this point. It's not that it's not true. It's based on, uh, most of it's based on real things, but the stories are chosen and spun in a way that's designed to guide your opinion on policy. So I take the stories of the week and I try to tell you why I think they're there and what I think they really mean. And uh, it is Memorial Day weekend, and I I especially uh, like to remember not only the Gold Star families who have lost their loved ones in wars in modern times who remember them, but also the many who, the young people who died without issue over the years, that there's the sacrifices they made for us as a country isn't people aren't even left descended from them to remember them. And those are the people who really, we are, they are our parents. They, we are their children. We are, we are what, what they, they made beyond the ultimate sacrifice. And I like to remember that. And I, and, and when I hear politicians using uh, the military, honoring the men and women in uniform to justify policies that are militaristic but not justifiable, I I think that is a disservice to those in the service, that they are there, they join up, not because they get paid lavishly. We're not talking about mercenaries. We're talking about people who want to fight against real threats to our rights and liberties as Americans, as the people who live in this country and depend on these freedoms and value them and have gratitude towards them, for them. And I, so I look at every war not only from a position of moral justification, is it a just war? And that really means it must be in self-defense. And actually, if you look at the real like definitions of just war from a religious point of view, I believe it has to a- aggression or not aggression, but like military action has to be reasonable. Like it has to be winnable. You're not allowed to just throw bodies against a an enemy to, uh, you know, just expend your entire 
army in an unwinnable war, even if it would otherwise be justified. I think that's interesting. But but I think like a good way to look at it is just it's this non-aggression principle that is at the heart of libertarianism, which is you cannot use aggression if aggression is not imminently threatened or has been uh, used against you. So I look at what we're doing in Iran and we... Trump has done a lot of things that are antagonistic towards Iran right now. And people consider Iran like a well-established enemy, the uh, the greatest state sponsor of terrorism, and that this that Iran needs to be kind of preemptively stopped. But but you have you must not you cannot look at these things from a geopolitical standpoint. You can't look at it from American interests abroad. That there's no such thing. Those are private interests who are operating in foreign countries, and they must respect the sovereignty of those countries. And they cannot depend on the United States military to go and defend them when they're in another country. That that's that's the nature of American exceptionalism, and it is in violation of the law of nations on which our constitution was largely based. So you can't look at it that way. You have to look at what what justifies our kind of endless wars over in the Middle East. And the only justification would be, as far as I can tell, the official narrative of 9-11. The official narrative of 9-11 is, is the ultimate touchstone, and a lot of people signed up because of that. So let's take the official narrative and say what exactly happened. Well, 15 out of 19 of the 9-11 hijackers were Saudi, Saudi Arabian, and the mastermind mind was a Saudi who we had trained and employed to overthrow the secular government of Afghanistan in the late 70s, Osama bin Laden. And the bin Laden family is still a prominent in Saudi Arabia and the UK and elsewhere, very rich and prominent family there. So, and there was a lot of, so we went into Afghanistan uh, there, Afghanistan had a part in 9-11, according to the official narrative, and Yemen did too, actually. And the government of Yemen, the government that had supported or covered up or what it harbored uh, 9-11 conspirators, that government we did not aggress towards. We did not do anything to take that government out. But now that that government is on the run and rebels, you can say they're Iranian backs, whatever, have ousted them, we are on Saudi Arabia's side to put that down. So, and one of the things Trump did was uh, unconstitutionally overrode Congress's prerogative to decide who gets weapons, and he wants to send $8 billion worth of weapons to Saudi Arabia. He says it's an emergency, he wants to send troops over there. Uh, a lot of things that could be bluffing, could be just show strength, or could be what we talked about last week, an effort to start hostilities with Iran. And and if you're using 9-11 as a justification, you have to say Saudi Arabia, who would be on our side, is clearly linked to 9-11, whether as a state or just as citizens who are out of control, which is, is a lot of the justification we use is that these people are out of control, their states can't control them, and we need to intervene. So I think what we're actually doing is aiding Saudi Arabia which also has a worse civil rights record, human rights record, domestic record than Iran. Hard to believe, but it's true if you look in Saudi Arabia. We are establishing them as a regional hegemon over there, like 
until Binkley, my producer here, gave us that lowdown on 5G. That's a way that there's going to be able to be world control, world government, a world hegemon, a world person in control. But until that change takes place, the old paradigm up until now is that you that regions have their own hegemons, their own little leaders. So like we have the Americas and Germany has Europe. Uh, maybe England kind of had a claim to being a world empire. But even Rome did not, and and the Middle East had the Turkish Empire. So these regions do have dominant powers, and I think what's happening there is this struggle between Saudi Arabia and Iran to be that dominant power. But we have no right to take Saudi Arabia's side in this based on the concept of a just war. But you know what? You just don't—that's it. That's as far as it goes, is that if if we are in danger— then we can defend ourselves and that's it. And But the upshot is not only would we engage in this unjust war, but those things that we do over there spread terrorism and refugees like wildfire around the world and drive that element into our country. And then we use that element to justify reducing our rights. Michael Chertoff, the Department of Homeland Security, the second head of the Department of Homeland Security, called upon Congress to establish a new legal architecture for this country, for the United States, in light of the terrorist threat from abroad. Now, before we go making that threat worse and then destroying the American way, destroying the Constitution, destroying our liberties, we could just take a step back. So you have to ask yourself, why are they doing this? They're, they're doing it for other interests, not our own. It's above the parties. It's that international power elite or it's military industrial complex or whoever it is. It doesn't matter. You can go down any conspiracy road you want. It doesn't matter. You can just assess it by the criteria for just war. But what I really want to focus on, uh, I want to continue to focus on, you can, even, you can even peel it back a step further and say, I don't even need to understand that. I just need to defend at home the rights and privileges and protections, not privileges. They're, it's a trade-off. It's not a privilege. We have traded our power to the government, and we have instilled certain protections in the Bill of Rights. And I want to talk about every day, especially recently, these protections are being infringed upon and i want to get into that but i did binkley i did want to see if you um see that tweet i got a really good tweet this morning in honor of memorial day i hope you'll read it i see it it's from Griseco. he says this weekend is the one weekend we put aside our biases and bow our heads to the soldiers who lost their lives in battle serving our country r.i.p chris and jay miss you guys I think there are a lot of people listening who could put other names in that sentence. So uh, uh, a moment to think about that and um, not be sad, be grateful, <laughs> really grateful and try to live up to it. Because you I think I, I think a lot of people, millions and millions of people think that in the Revolutionary War or whatever just war, they would be fight the good fight. And I would say we have we are, are lucky enough not to have to most of us not to have to take up arms to fight that fight, but just stand firm with eyes open, not fall for any parties or personalities, and just look at the just uh, uh, educate yourself as to what 
are the important foundations of this country and what are the true threats to those. And just even it just even if you don't let your mind deviate from that, you don't even have to take action just at a party. Defend it. No compromise. So let's talk about what what you will have the opportunity to defend. And I'm happy to take some calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am your libertarian voice, waking Atlanta up to the true threats to your liberty in... Um, Saturdays from three to six. I I just lost a call of someone who was offended by my comments about vets. And I I don't know what he was talking about. Feel free to call back. I'll absolutely put you on. Um, I am the daughter and the sister of U.S. military veterans. I don't mean any offense. And I'm absolutely happy to have the discussion. If you want to educate me or the audience, I am always, always open to that. Uh, with gratitude, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Paul and to Cobb. Hi, Paul. You're on with Monica. Saudi Arabia. Uh, Paul, you're cutting out. Are you in a bad cell? Move around a little bit. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, this is your last chance. Go. Okay. Um, Yemen is a very poor country. It's like a Guatemala, Middle East. I lost you. I lost you, Paul. But uh, but I will tell you, I think you're completely gone. Um, I People don't know a lot about Yemen, and I did a lot of research on Yemen, actually, and I found a, I found a document from 1996 by Stephen Pelletier. Uh, it, it, what, it, it, explained that Yemen, because it wasn't that important. Now, it is important for a few reasons. It is important. It, it, um, it controls, it, it it's controls or stands in the way of um, Saudi Arabia's access to the Indian Ocean. It's, a, it's an excellent Red Sea port. It uh, has access to Suez Canal traffic, and it has a modest amount of oil. But all that weighed, they thought uh, they were... This guy was suggesting a shift in paradigm. Paradigm is like the structure where you think how you think about things or how things work. You sh- that there would be a paradigm shift from having to control states to simply allowing them to fail. That you could allow them to fail, just take out their leadership without replacing it, and that would be fine because then they would have no power. You could push them around. This and Yemen was the state they suggested be the first on this paradigm shift to where you don't actually have to control. That was 1996. <clears throat> they said actual sovereignty is no longer important. <clears throat> uh, they, they said since there was no USSR for them to turn to, it no longer mattered. And there were a lot of things that happened in that decade. I have a Wesley Clark clip I might play later talking about how uh, the generals were saying, now that the USSR isn't there, we probably have about a 10-year window to go in and and change the power dynamics in that region. And we could basically do whatever we wanted because there would be no safety net. Now, when you do stuff like that, you drive people to look for that safety net. It actually empowers other big players. It creates 
a need for Russia or China. It's almost like they wanted to have a multipolar world. Um, or they thought they could just dominate completely and that would be the end of that. But it doesn't sound like it. If you hear Wesley Clark's clip, which I, hopefully I'll get to. But it's complicated. And, you know, Paul didn't know that. He thinks he knows, but he didn't really know. So uh, we should stay out of it. Anyway, this is Monica Perez. You can call 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show, and you can also reach me at our website that we are relaunching, coming soon, but it is up and running now, uh, thepropreport.com. I just wanted to ask everybody to please remember two of my brothers who were killed in Iraq. One is Sergeant Jayton D. Patterson, killed by a roadside bomb, and my other friend, Corporal Chris Belichick was also killed by an IED one year apart. I ask you to please remember them on Memorial Day. WSB listeners have been leaving personal memorials for family members lost in battle this Memorial Day weekend. You can do the same using the open mic feature on the WSB radio app. And we'll continue to honor Memorial Day with you all weekend on WSB. This is Monica Perez. I intend to do that also. So if my, uh, so I'm going to open up the calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I am going to take Bob in Arnoldsville. Hey, Bob, you're on with Monica. Thank you, Monica. I am uh, calling because I'm incensed by the way you used Veterans Day and veterans as a segue into your anti-military diatribe. I'm not anti-military. Monica, you started off by saying that, oh, we got to honor the veterans and everybody lost somebody and all of that. And then you said, but I'm not focused on the people that we're in, and they they really didn't know what they were doing. They just got, they served their country, and they were... They were victims or pawns of the great military industrial problem. All I'm saying is I would not squander their lives on a war with Iran. Would you? Let me me tell you, I I served on active duty during Vietnam. I served on active duty during Desert Storm. And I served in combat in Iraq and in Afghanistan in the infantry. And I'm not going to change your mind, but I'll just tell you one incident that happened to me while I was in Iraq. But was it an Iranian? Hold on, hold on. I just want to make sure that we're talking about Iran. And now you can go ahead. If you're not talking about Iran, then that's not addressing what I was talking about. I'm saying proceed with caution with uh, military action against a state that is not implicated in what we were uh why in what we were mandated to fight over there i'm going to give you an experience that i had a true experience that i had in iraq that explains why we go places and do things and it and we don't wait cowering in in behind our our borders waiting for somebody to 9-11 us but who 9-11 us the uh well, you don't want me to answer what I think about that because then that would make a much wider discussion. But I don't. I don't have to have a wider discussion. Do you think Iran did it? I think Islam did it. 
But the Islamists who are accused of doing it are not the same Islamists that are Iranian. They're the ones that are Saudi Arabian. It's the Sunni right. versus the and Shia we, thing. And, and while we were in Iraq, we killed thousands and captured thousands of non-Iraqi Islamic terrorists who came into Iraq only because we were there to fight. But the Islamic people who would have traveled, about, people who would have traveled from that. I, it just doesn't make sense. This is the problem. We invaded invaded Iraq because of 9-11, but Iraq was not even implicated in 9-11. Neither was Iran. Saudi Arabia was. And so was Yemen, the Yemen government that we did not attack. The Yemen that we are attacking ousted that government. I'm just saying you cannot when you're when you're. When you are talking about lives and treasure, it has to, you cannot take lives without it, them, the actual guilty party being at the receiving end of that. You can't take, uh, in the name of an injustice, you cannot uh, attack a broader group than you need to. And if you look into it, the Shia Sunni thing, it's the Sunnis who are in ISIS and Al Qaeda and all of that. And those are the ones who for somehow we got <laughs> on the side of. So just let's stay out of it because we're just making it worse. I'll keep, I'll keep going. All right, let's go to Paul. Paul, you're back. I'll give you another chance. I hope you have a better connection. Uh, yeah, Yemen is the size of California. They only have a few thousand tribal police and a few helicopters. But the United States has sold over $100 billion of tanks. They've sold 400 tanks and 100 helicopters and 60 fighter um, fighter jet uh, engines with trainers to Saudi Arabia. It's, it's a, Yemen has had its ports blocked. They've got three major ports on the ocean. They can't get ships in to deliver food or medical equipment. And this is because of Saudi Arabia. I know Iran is bad. I'm against Iran. But we're, we're, we're uh, stirring up a bloodbath among Arab people, and it's very difficult to stop what's going on over there. We need to, we need to listen to Amnesty International. <laughs> Paul, for the first time ever, I was agreeing with you, and then you throw Amnesty International. I don't trust them, but I do appreciate what you're saying, and I think that we need to just, just look at your own sense, your own morality. If you are the one who is authorizing this action, you need to understand it beyond a reasonable doubt before you let somebody use your money and your name to kill. You must, you must understand it. This government is our agent and it's not a monarchy and it's not a dictatorship. It's not supposed to be. You aren't allowed to say, well, I have no control over this government. This is why our government, our specific government is not supposed to do this stuff because the form of government does not allow for the amorality and complications of empire building. We're, it does not allow for that. You can't have representative government. In the Constitution, if you look back, it says one representative for every 30,000, not to exceed one representative for every 30,000. But if you actually looked at what one representative for every 30,000 would be, it, it's like 11,000 congressmen would be the representative government that our found, founders envisioned. We, don't, we, we have a less than a tiny fraction of that. 
and we are not able to make these decisions, make these judgment calls in a moral way and, or in a legal way. We, our Congress isn't even the ones who are making these decisions now. It's a crisis. It's a cri- this is the constitutional crisis. I'll keep going. I might, I might get tired of it. I want to talk about the um, privileges, uh, the protections, I should say, that are being withdrawn from us uh, in the name of these threats that are being fomented from the top. But I'm going to keep going. Uh, I'll go to Doug. Hi, Doug. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you? Okay. How are uh, you? Good. Thank you very much. Um, and what I got to say, it won't be long, but let me just open up with, you know, there's, there's, there's no more. There's no way we can honor anyone any more than our military or someone, a police officer or whatever, that would lay down their lives for yours or mine. Is it for yours or mine? I do. I do. I honor them. And I think they get betrayed oh, you, when I they're deceived. I know, you I know you do very much. And uh, and I do, too. But, you know, that that's the good part of it because you have to give honor to anyone that is so kind to do that. And the second thing is, it's sad that they have to die because they go in other parts of the world where it's just rampant with evil, and uh, and every day our people die. Uh, I agree. I agree. I I um I believe that it, actually, if you read that report from Iron Mountain from the sixties. It talks about ta- it, uh, that war, like f- ground war, takes the best people, the healthiest, the purest of spirit, the people who sign up, I mean, short of a draft, like the people who go on purpose. And it not only uh, way increases their chance of dying, it increases their chance of dying without issue, without having children and families that they can raise up in the same strong and brave way and i uh i i think it's very important to take that sacrifice that commitment as seriously as you as any it's the great most serious responsibility we have and i just uh i feel it's my obligation as somebody who uh isn't going that far to at least go as far as i can and and ask people to be uh uh very sober responsible and moral in in how they use their power uh, uh, and influence over a government that uh, sometimes does not act in good faith, but has the control over these people. I'm going to keep going, Maurice. Maurice, watch your mouth. <laughs> I don't know why he's brought that up. I I told him I was a good guy. I've oh, you're I a never different said voice. anything bad. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, you know why? Because more another Maurice who calls regularly last week used vulgarity. And they had to drop him. You're ne- never supposed to use vulgarity on the air, Maurice. But oh, you're a different well, Maurice. You're my, innocent. My mom and dad did a good job on me, and uh, so uh, I try to be honorable and respectful. Thank Keep you. Thanks for what you're doing. Thank my you. My comment was: uh, I hear often about the soldiers losing their life. But actually, more correctly, it should be they gave. Yeah, I can't tell you. Yeah, invested their lives. Like when you put your money in the bank, you don't lose it. Yeah, 
The there's a story that I I really can't think of. I can't believe I, can't, I used to know the guy's name off the top of my head. A young guy uh, got the the Medal of Honor, I believe. In I guess it was Iraq. Uh, there was a tank. He, he and his um, fellows were in a tank, and a and a like a grenade or something came in, and he saw it, and he was getting out. He was like, "Let's get out of here." And he looked back, and he realized those guys were not going to make it, and he threw himself on that grenade and he died and they lived and i i think of that all the time and the father said you know there's no consolation at all for that but i he gave it willingly and the father had to admit yes well the father realizes um and if we think about it we realize that that person gave their life so that i could be at home and have a family and that is the gravity of the revelation of understanding what the value is of, of, of these men's lives. Do you think that that's what, what like, say we're going to war with Iran, do you really think that's what um, is at stake? Um, well, do what's you, at stake? Do you think that the, we, is, that our liberty will be enhanced or diminished by a war with Iran? Well, that depends if those Iranians are so nice as to not come into this country. But, but the I don't Saudis think did, that... and and I mean, I just I question the I question the reasoning because well, we're on I think, the side um, of uh, that that you have to show the a show of force, which is much better than having to go into combat, but. The mindset of these individuals is not functioning on the understanding of liberty, freedom that, that we have. And I believe there's good minds. If they would let the military men who are leaders lead and not throw in a bunch of uh, political roadblocks, those men know that the lives of their men are in their hands. Actually, I'll take that. I have to take a break, but I will say that I do believe that we could uh, solve these problems without firing a shot. If there was good faith uh, effort, I think that's what would happen. So uh, I will say a prayer for that, and in the meanwhile, um, I will find the name of that brave soldier and be right back. 404-872-0750 wsb talk This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We uh, are in a very serious discussion right now about war and soldiers and the difference between uh, justified war and unjustified war. I've got a lot of great calls teed up. 404 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to take them in order. Uh, I'm going to Phil in Buford. Phil, you are on with Monica. Hey, Phil, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? Good. I uh, just want to say I respect the soldiers. Um, the Vietnam War, not so much. Uh, uh, that was uh, a bad war. This war... We have to fight it there so we don't fight it here. What war? 
Are you the talking war against the, the jihadist? I'm not going to classify it because I don't believe it's all. But one which one? Is. But but it's is it which one is the threat to us? Saudi Arabia or Iran? Um, all of them. But but we're favoring one over the other. We're establishing a regional hegemon over there. We're establishing well, we were, a power. Uh, Iran took Americans hostage. I know, but Saudi, the fifth, the the Bin Ladens are still prominent in Saudi Arabia. Like you got to connect. Oh, I know. Those we dots. trained them all. That's what's worse. But they're still <laughs> there. They're still powerful. I realize that, <laughs> I mean, and it's... we have to fight them there, or we'll fight them here. Okay, but we're not fighting them. We're allying with them. That's what's crazy about it. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Coming up, our calls from Brett. I've missed you, Brett. And Tariq, this will be good. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.